0: Hello listeners, thank you so much for listening to our show. You can take your listening further and support our work by becoming a member. Members receive an ad-free listening experience, members-only bonus content, an invitation to join the DSR Network Slack community, a members-only newsletter, and members-only blog posts. For the month of February, take 10% off the regular membership price. Visit the dsrnetwork.com slash buy and enter code daily. That's the dsrnetwork.com slash buy code daily. Thank you.
1: It's February 22nd, 2023, and this is your DSR Daily Brief. I'm Grant Haver.
0: And I'm Chris Cottenor.
1: Our top stories from international outlets this morning Le Monde is reporting that Russian President Vladimir Putin declared yesterday that Moscow was suspending its participation in the New START Treaty, the last remaining nuclear arms control pact with the U.S sharply upping the ante amid tensions with Washington over the fighting in Ukraine. Russia's foreign ministry later said Moscow would still comply with the limitations of the treaty in spite of the suspension. Speaking in his State of the Nation address, Putin also said that Russia should stand ready to resume nuclear weapons tests if the U.S. does so a move that would end a global ban on nuclear weapons tests in place since Cold War times. Putin argued that while the U.S. has pushed for the resumption of inspections of Russian nuclear facilities under the treaty, NATO allies had helped Ukraine mount drone attacks on Russian air bases hosting nuclear-capable strategic bombers.
0: Chinese leader Xi Jinping is preparing to visit Moscow for a summit with Russian President Vladimir Putin in the coming months, according to the Wall Street Journal. Citing people familiar with the plan, the newspaper said on Tuesday that the Xi Putin summit was part of a Chinese effort to play a more active role in bringing the year-old war to an end and part of a push for multi-party peace talks. China will also use the summit to reiterate calls that nuclear weapons should not be used, the report added. China's top diplomat, Wang Yi, is currently in Moscow and expected to meet Russian Foreign Minister Sergei Lavrov on Wednesday.
1: North Korea is experiencing a critical food crisis, experts say. According to the BBC, top officials are expected to meet at the end of February, to discuss a fundamental change to agriculture policy, state media has said. Satellite imagery from South Korean authorities shows that the North produced 180,000 tons less food in 2022 than in 2021. The news comes as Pyongyang continues its displays of military might. One state newspaper has likened using foreign aid to poisoned candy. Earlier this morning, Rondong Sinmun wrote that imperialists used aid as a trap to plunder and subjugate recipient countries. Experts worry that the situation on the ground will deteriorate further, leading to a famine as devastating as the one the country experienced in the mid-to-late 1990s, often known in official documents as the Arduous
0: March. Elsewhere, according to Al Jazeera, the political party headed by Pakistan's former Prime Minister Imran Khan has launched a fill the jails movement to protect the fundamental rights of the people. In a series of tweets, Khan laid out the reasons for the peaceful, nonviolent protest against the attack on our constitutionally guaranteed fundamental rights. We are facing sham first information reports filed by police and non-bailable cases, custodial torture, attacks on journalists, and social media people, he wrote. In a video message shared on PTI's Twitter page, Khan said the purpose of the movement was to achieve true freedom in Pakistan. Khan was removed from power in April last year after he lost a parliamentary vote of confidence. Since then, he has been holding mass protests to demand early national elections, otherwise scheduled for later this year.
1: Dorchevelo reports that the U.S. has agreed to extradite ex-Peruvian President Alejandro Toledo Menrique for crimes of collusion and money laundering. Peru's attorney general's office said earlier this morning, Toledo served as president from 2000 to 2006. His country has been trying to extradite him since 2018. He was arrested in the U.S. in July 2019 and released on bail in 2020. The 76-year-old is accused of receiving some $25 million from Brazilian construction giant Odebrecht to win public works contracts to build a highway connecting Peru and Brazil. He denies the charges and has not been criminally charged in the U.S.
0: According to the AP, Germany said Wednesday that it is expelling two Iranian diplomats over the death sentence imposed in Iran against one of its citizens. Authorities in Iran announced Tuesday that Jamsin Sharmad, a 67-year-old Iranian-German national and U.S. resident, was sentenced to death after being convicted of terrorist activities. Iran claims Sharmad is the leader of the armed wing of a group advocating the restoration of the monarchy that was overthrown in the 1979 Islamic Revolution. His family says he was merely the spokesman for the opposition group and deny that he was involved in any attacks. They accused Iranian intelligence of abducting him from Dubai in 2020. Germany has said that Shah who lives in Glendora, California, did not have even the beginning of a fair trial and that consular access and access to the trial had been repeatedly denied. She also said he had been arrested under highly questionable circumstances without elaborating.
1: India does not want the group of 20 nations to discuss additional sanctions on Russia for its invasion of Ukraine, government sources said earlier this morning, as finance officials from the bloc started a meeting near the southern city of Bengaluru. The Indian sources, who are directly involved in this week's G20 meeting of finance ministers and central bank chiefs, said the war's macroeconomic impact would be discussed, but India does not want to deliberate on additional actions against Russia during its one-year presidency. Spokespeople for the Indian government and the finance and foreign ministries did not immediately respond to requests for comment.
0: In lighter news from the AP, when Karen Green got a new job in 2007, some of her friends pitched in to buy her a brand new iPhone. And while hundreds of thousands of Americans clamored to get their hands on the first version of the revolutionary smartphone, Green wasn't one of them, in part because she had upgraded her new non-smartphone not long before and reportedly didn't want to switch from Verizon to AT&T. Green kept the first generation 8 gigabyte phone sealed in the box, realizing as the years went on that a collector might come to find it valuable. Her hunch was confirmed when appraisers estimated it at $5,000. But the results of an online auction shattered all expectations this weekend when Green's iPhone sold for $63,356, over 100 times more than the original cost and more than any vintage iPhone before it. Bidding started at $2,500 and ratcheted up quickly during 27 rounds. CNN said that there were 10 bidders competing for the phone, which ultimately went to an unnamed individual from the United States.
1: That's all the news we have for you today. Be sure to rate review and subscribe so that more people can find the show. If you have a tip topic or correction you'd like to flag for us, please email us at podcasts at the DSRnetwork.com. Members of the DSR network will receive an evening newsletter version of the DSR Daily Brief and bonus weekend briefs. Last weekend, we spoke with Jamil Jaffer of the National Security Institute about the U.S. shooting at a variety of unidentified flying objects. If you aren't a member, go to thedsrnetwork.com and become a member to make sure you never miss any of our analysis. If you want more in-depth discussion of these issues, be sure to follow the links in the show notes to read our sources, and tune into our sister podcasts on the DSR Network. Stay safe and stay tuned to the DSR Daily Brief.